0: I really is my prayer all the time. Is it your prayer today that no one would see you? That they would see Jesus in you? Is that your prayer today? If that's new to you and maybe your life is not where, where you want it to be, maybe, maybe you're just in a bad place. Jesus wants to shine. And he wants to use you to, to shine through. And I'm telling you, it's not difficult. Open your heart up to Jesus today today. And let him shine in you, so that you, like no man can boast, all by the Spirit of God, right? By his Spirit, may he. I have an Easter egg here. How many people know that today is the day of Easter? Well, just a few of you. Okay, that's good. There might be a couple more. Is today the day of Easter? Yes, it is. We celebrate a risen king. He died three days ago on Friday, Good Friday. But today we celebrate a risen king. No one can hold him back. You're gonna. T- I just. I, I did a special thing here today. There's six seats in this place today that have a big Easter egg underneath. If you came today and you don't get that, it's not that I don't like you. And but those who have an Easter egg under your seat, if you do have one, you have a gift certificate to the Dairy Queen for a whatever you want. Yeah. Under well, five dollars. Well, you know there is. <laughs> but there is six of them here, so. And I see some people changing seats right now. It's okay. It's all right. If you get to that seat first, you can get it. But there's six of them. And I'm going to give you a clue. There's two in that section. There's two in this section. There's two in that section. And just to be fair, because I don't want to leave anybody out, you'll find one. Open it up. It is yours. It's a gift certificate to Dairy Queen. And I pray that you enjoy yourself. Dairy Queen is good. How many people like Dairy Queen? How many people like ice cream? We all scream for ice cream, right? right. It screams in our body when it uh, doesn't want to go away. It kind of stays around, but all right. Happy Easter, all you. And I'm humbled to be here today and and to be able to to preach God's word to you today. And I believe God has a message for us today on his good day. And so I'm going to go right into the the Bible, and I want to bring up 2 Corinthians 5. And I pray as we read this today that our hearts are open, that God can speak to us in a way that we have not heard him before. He is a fresh, anointing king. He will give us something new and fresh every single morning if we go to him. He has something for us. He has plenty to give, doesn't he? He has plenty. He, he, he doesn't hold back those things he wants to give his children. He's got plenty to give. Let's read his word today. in 2 Corinthians 5, it says in verse 14, for the love of Christ, oh, this word here, you got to get this. For the love of Christ controls us, having, in, it's called included this, having included or concluded, sorry about that, it's one of these mornings, concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. Now, that may be a little bit confusing to you, but I want to first say this, that the love of Christ controls Now, I don't know if you understand what that word control means, but I'm going to go into it real quickly. But what does control mean in the Bible? It says the definition is Jesus' love. It presses together closely. How many people have experienced God's love before? Let me see your hands. You may understand a God in heaven, and you may understand that he is blessings. You can recognize those things God does, and you say, God has blessed me. But there is something about his love that when it comes upon you, it is. It confines you it presses in it's the kind of love that if you've never experienced that it is different than anything you've ever experienced You can love a spouse you can love your children You can be compassionate about all those things and that is a good thing But when the love of christ compels you when it's on you there is something you cannot describe It is the kind of love that you've got to experience on your own You cannot get it from any person you can't expect it from your wife or husband You can't get it from your children Though they come up and they give you hugs and they say they love you. And that does warm your health, doesn't it? Or the first time you have your son or daughter and they hand them to you or her in your arms. Do you remember that? And you think, (sighs) but there's a love more than that. The love of Christ compels us. It presses together closely. His love presses on every side to confine us. Jesus' love holds fast. It's the kind of love that doesn't let go. He says, once you're in his right hand, there's no one that can snatch him away. He has you. Isn't that good news? That when you give your life to Christ, he takes you, he separates you from the world, and he sanctifies you into this kingdom. And it's the kind of love that you can't express. You can't even, you you don't even know how to do it. It sometimes just makes you cry. It just, it's amazing. And that's the kind of love that controls. Isn't that good news? That he controls us that way? I mean, it's, it's not this dictator in heaven that says you've been bad and here's what you deserve. And if anybody tells you that you deserve this sickness or this, this disease, that's not the kind of love I know. When you know God, when you love Jesus, his love comes down and it holds you fast and it protects you on all sides. And he never lets go. He's there. Isn't that good? Oh, I love it when Christ explains it to us in this way. Oh. 2 Corinthians 5.15 says this, Christ or Jesus died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves. Let's stop right there. I'm going to tell you right now, if you give your life to Christ and you remain the same, you're not saved. There is something that went wrong in your what you call a Conversion. Something, something didn't happen in that conversion. You might have been frightened. and You might have been scared of the devil, whatever it is, that made you call upon Jesus' name. And anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. But don't hold fast to that experience thinking that that's all that needs to happen. Because if there's not a change in your life, something went wrong. And it's not God's fault. It's yours. You cannot remain the same. When you give your life to Jesus and you say, God, take hold, I want you to take over, he will, but he's a gentleman. He knocks in every man's heart, and he waits. And if you're willing today to say yes to Jesus, and you're willing to open that heart, he will come in and dine with you. And dining in the Old Testament was very serious. It's not the kind of dining we do today. Sometimes your kids are at the table, sometimes they're on the couch, and you know, We still has supper together. That's hard to do. It's like to gather them all together and sit down and eat. The Old Testament, it was a sign of hospitality. It was a very important time for them. And if someone new came to the house, they must have something to serve them. They must make sure they have something to eat and something to drink. That is the way to show, hey, we respect and honor you. Come into my home. And I welcome you. You see what Jesus is doing? He waits until you open. But when you open, he comes in, and it is not the same anymore. You're not the same person anymore. Because when he comes in and dines, you have a kind of fellowship and intimacy that you've never experienced with any person on earth. It's different. And when that happens, it's dining. It's eating together. It's breaking bread. It's drinking the cup. And when we do that later today we got something special we're gonna we're gonna do that with our children today they're being taught communion and we're gonna be taught communion and we get together at the end of the service we're gonna have it together as a family and I'm telling you if you don't know communion like you should there it says real closely in his word that's why many are sick and some have fallen asleep or died that's what it means So do not take communion without honoring Jesus. Honor him. It might be your first time you've taken communion like that. It is not a ritual. He doesn't say just do this. He says do this in remembrance of me. And every time you serve a bread and a a, a wine or a grape juice, in this case here, you are to respect and honor Jesus with everything that's in you. If there's anything holding you back today, I say, do not take it. We're not here to to look at each other. Well, he did it. I'll do it. Don't do that. That's the world. This is Jesus. Jesus is very serious about this time. I knock on every man's heart, and when he opens his heart, I will come in, and I will dine with him. We're going to dine together with Jesus today, and if you don't know him, open your heart today, because he's waiting for you. He is. He is. It'll change everything, turn you upside down for the best. Jesus died for all so that they who might live no longer live for themselves. It's not about you anymore. And when Jesus opens your eyes to real purpose in life, you don't matter anymore. It don't matter anymore. Now, your children, your husbands still matter a great deal in your life, but God becomes first. And when he's first, everything else falls into place perfect harmony it's what he does he does such a great job i was i got married at 36. you might say that's a little old it was i wasn't ready how many people here know men be honest people here when you got married you thought you know what i need to grow some i should grow more because i didn't treat my wife as she was a precious gift from god the image of jesus christ and I'm so glad that I knew Jesus before I met my wife. I'm, I praise the Lord that I sat at an altar and I said, God, if this is not the right woman for me, please change your heart about me. Don't let me hurt her. But if it is, Lord, I, I will do anything. And I sat at that altar and I didn't move. I didn't move because I needed to know. How many people, when you go to God, sometimes you need to stay right there and you don't need to move, it's not testing God. You're just desperate. And I said, God, I don't want to mess up. I want to make sure I do the right thing. And sure enough, God confirmed that. He confirmed it for me. Today, don't get married unless God confirms it. Don't marry because you think that you love the person. Everybody that walks down the aisle love each other. And all of a sudden, something happens. When Jesus is first, your marriage becomes its best. You remember that. Jesus died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Do you know when Jesus went to the cross and died in the grave? He did it for you. It says for your behalf, your behalf, he did that. So when you think about whatever it is that has you maybe confused today or should I do this? You make sure you take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Every single one and say, Lord, if this doesn't line up to your type of obedience, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because if it lines up to what you've done, your behalf, you did it for my behalf. You went to the cross for my behalf. I will do everything I can to make sure I do it for you. And when I do, I'm sure I'm led to righteousness, the right thing. He wants to teach us the right thing. 1 Corinthians 5 says this, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Now, that no one means how many people? (laughs) How many people does that mean? The word all and no in the Bible is awful strict. (laughs) When it says all, that means all. When it means no, that means none. (laughs) So there's no negotiation here. So when the Bible says, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, that means if you're born again, there should be no flesh action on judging, holding someone angry, upset, says we do not judge, we do not ride, we do not live our life according to ourselves anymore. There's nothing in here that doesn't, how many people can do that? <laughs> Woo, that's a tough one. We might have even had some scuffles on the way to church today. <laughs> Who here was going to fess up today that you might have had a, just a little scuffle today on the way to church? Okay, you're very quiet people. That's a good thing. We're all good. We all good. Yes, Jesus is funny. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. How many people knew about Jesus but didn't know him? You knew the story of Jesus, but you didn't know him. Okay, but now once you know him, it changes everything, doesn't it? Well, I knew him, I knew of him, I knew of God, and I knew Jesus was, I think, son of God, and you have all this in your mind, and you did the church thing, and you're like, wow, I think I got it all together, and all of a sudden, when you know him, and you let him in your heart, it all changes. Paul says this, everything else is considered rubbish compared to the knowledge of Jesus. Rubbish. Oh, that we might know him. Now that we know him, now that we know him changes everything. I remember the day I became to know him. I was 22 years old. How many people have a story to tell? I hope you don't. I hope you've been raised in the church from day one and you never had a problem. That's the best testimony of all. If you were raised in a church and you don't even remember doing anything or you don't really remember a conversion, you just said yes to Jesus from as soon as you knew how, that's the best. Man, if you had to do over again... Since you know him now, on all my friends, how many people had those friends? You're like, man, I just should have stayed away from them. <laughs> I should have stayed away. They'd be down the road path. I'm the only person talking here today. I'm the only person that's least honest. Robert, <laughs> thank you. Honestly, we, if we had a dude over again, we'd be walking back and say, right there. I might have to walk way back. Here to here. But I remember when Jesus revealed himself to me, there's no question he's alive. No question he is a risen king. There's no question because I know even after I know that, there's something that happened to me. I'm alive. For the first time, I'm alive. And it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing the difference. Today, do not leave unless you become alive. Say yes to him. Become alive in him. He is ready. According to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh at one time. And maybe you're there right now that you still know Jesus in the flesh. Know him in spirit today. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. <laughs> How many people celebrate that today? How many people are the risen king? You can celebrate today. The there is a difference in who I am. There's a difference, and he says once he starts a good work in me, he's going to complete that good work. He's going to continue to do it. He's not going to give up on me, even though I mess up, even though you mess up. He still loves us. His love compels us. It pulls us in. It's on every side. He doesn't let go. He said, you said yes to me. I'm with you as long as you follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. If you don't, you're not worthy of me. You're not worthy of my love. You see, you can't say that you know him unless you really know him. Isn't it wonderful, his word? So what does it mean? We self-serve no longer. Isn't that good news? (laughs) Try to turn that one off. Just try to, just like that. Don't self-serve anymore. It's not about you. Try to just turn that off. Well, when you have children, you know, right? You know. Okay. You know when you have children, you do have to turn that off a lot. <laughs> it's always for the children. Seems like today I have to I have to confess. My, my daughter's here. She was she was good today. My son. <laughs> he's not in the room and he's on well, I should I shouldn't probably talk about. He's a good he's a good young man. But he loves to say mom, moms, 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 mom, 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 mom. He's very adamant. And you, and, 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 and you go and you serve him and, and things seem to be fine. And all of a sudden, in the next five minutes, there's, there's another time. Who knows what we're talking about here. We're the only parents in here. Okay. Whoa, we, whoa, a lot of hands going up now. It's tough. Guys, now I see old ladies raising their hands. It's tough. We self-serve no longer. It's not about us. And that's hard to turn that switch off. But when you do and you serve others, all of a sudden you see this this rushing of living water comes from you. And you become an agent of love to somebody. And the the love that pressures us on all sides and keeps us together and keeps us whole and and right, he's, he's pressing in on. That's what it happens, you know. That's when someone needs you today. Someone today on Easter Sunday needs you. They need you. And they're waiting for you. Right now, they prayed this morning when they got up. God, if you're real, show me. And you've been sent. I want you to do today on Easter Sunday. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to look around and say, Lord, we're, who is it today that needs you? And I want to be an agent. I want to be your love to somebody today. And if you are, you watch and see what happens. Amazing th- things happen in that way. It does. Amazing things happen. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ he is new. (laughs) That's good news. Man, we get older, but we get newer. Isn't it good news? We say when we get older, we get wiser. I like to say that. Old and wise. But literally, it says as we get older, as we get more wisdom of God, we get newer. He makes us new, but he, he transforms our mind into something new every day, transforms us in the way we think, and we do things according to his goodwill. He makes us new right then, and he continues to do a new work in you and me. He is that we are a new creature. The old things pass away. Behold, new things come. New things have come. Who who knows understands the new things today? Who knows when God does something new and you come up, he says, God is good. He says, yes, he's good. He's good all the time. We know that. But he does new things in us. He doesn't want old. He doesn't want you to say the same. Every single day, he says, I got something new for you. Wake up. Praise me. And I will set myself in you. And I will shine. I will be glorified in you. Us. God spoke the heavens and earth. And he's going to use us to glorify him? That is amazing. So I think we want to be new. That's what I'm going to talk about. New. New. What does that mean for you? What does new mean to you today? New start, maybe? A new approach? uh, New. Song. Something beautiful. Something beautiful. What's true beauty come from? I'm sure glad it's not the skin. You ever look in the mirror when you get up and go, That ain't looking good? <laughs> I thought for sure, I don't feel any different. In my mind, I feel good. I feel young. And I look in the mirror and go, That's not me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember I was <laughs> in Canfield. We did, the, we did the whole Easter egg hunt, and, and I was there with Ron. Ron's been around for a while, and Ron's very seasoned. He knows a lot of things, and I remember we got the leaves. from picking up leaves. I was thinking leaves. It's not leaves. It's hay, and we're, getting, we're holding it into the truck, and we're getting in, and, and we we're going so fast, and the guy beside me, he's younger than me, bigger than me, and he grabbed that thing. I'm trying to keep up with him, and then poor Ron is in the back. He's like, oh, wait a second. I got bad knees, <laughs> Isn't that crazy how many people are glad when he makes something new he doesn't care about the body it's not about you getting young because it don't happen there's no youth spring anywhere there's no way to get young you may try different things but you look in the mirror and say wait a second i've done this and this i eat good and i put on the you know the the stuff and, and what, what is this doesn't make sense what's these things anyway People remind you when you hit that middle age. Well, if that's middle age, I hate to see what's going to happen next. And I always think, Lord, you're taking it off the top and you're putting it in ears and in the nose. What is that? You know what I'm saying. My wife tells me, honey, I'll get that for you. What? If I don't see it, I don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Someone's with me here today. Get it! And she says, Jim, I'll be driving the car, minding my own business. Jim, you need to get that nose thing. <laughs> you know how good that makes you feel? You're tri- you looked in the mirror, everything looked great. You left the mirror thinking everything's cool, shade looking good, you lock- walk out. You might have to strut yourself a little bit, sit in a car, and your wife says, you need to take care of that nose. <laughs> What's that coming out of your ear? It makes me, it makes me hear better. She'll <laughs> argue that. <laughs> it doesn't make me <laughs> hear better at all. Oh, my goodness. Where was I anyway? But anyway, <laughs> new, we're new, new. Good thing he doesn't use this thing. He uses this. And I'm a different person today. Are you? you different person today <laughs> when you gave your life to Jesus? And everything became crystal clear. And you say, wow, I just wish... My mom said this before she died. She knew Jesus for about five years. And she said to me, she said, I wish somebody would have told me about this earlier. <laughs> she laid there on a sickbed with cancer. Anybody know Can- cancer is ugly? Horrible. It's horrible. Horrible. My mom wasn't the same at all. But in her spirit... In her mind, she was the same, and she looked at me. And she grabbed my hand. And she says, "Don't let your faith be shaken," because she knew what she knew what's happening to her. You know, there's. Do you know what love I talk about? That newness. You know what that did to me that day. You see, those moments be used by Jesus. Those moments, she grabbed my hand and she looked me right in the face, and she was dying. She says, "Don't let your faith be shaken." Immediately, that strength and that love of God. Don't miss out on that. Don't miss out on that. Go to people today. They need you. He's new. He does new things every day. Man, everything was different. Well, I got a present for you today. You might not call this beautiful, but Mark Wolfgang helped me out today. Mark, you are precious. You are, man. You're my buddy, too. And, and precious, yeah, you might, don't say that, don't move me. it's not precious, okay? It's not precious, okay? That's not what I said. Okay, this is some sod, this here, and inside this is what they call tuber. It's not a seed. Seed would last a little better, wouldn't it? But tubers don't, especially in this area. So if you want to see something beautiful, has any of you ever seen dahlias before? Absolutely the most beautiful flower you ever see. And there's all kinds. It's over 40 different varieties. Beautiful. And maybe even more. Beautiful. Absolutely. From 12-inch flowers to 2-inch flowers to rounded. They are gorgeous. Mark brought some in one time. I went, I wasn't a flower guy because I'm a man, you know, and I'm a man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he showed me these things. I'm, these are incredible. I walked, went over to his house in Colleen, and, and they had these flowers. He got a big garden. I thought, wow, these are incredible. I brought some in. Remember that? They were nice. I enjoyed this. This is a tuber. You plant this, you're going to get one. Isn't that nice? And I'm going to give one of these to you today, one per family, unless we have extras. All right? And, and so here's what's going to happen. Um, unfortunately, it's not that easy. You plant it. There's, I've got instructions right here, so you're not going to mess up. If you kill one of these, we're going to hunt you down and shoot you. (laughs) We'll shoot you with love and forgiveness. It's a forgiveness gun. Forgive. Okay. So I've got instructions, and I've got a tuber for every family in here. And you're going to plant this by the instructions. Right now is a good time to plant, isn't it? Mm-hmm, good time to plant. You can take this home, and within weeks, within weeks, the ground just right, the right temperature, you're going to have a dahlia that comes up, and you'll have one of the most beautiful flowers you've ever seen. And guess what happens? If you dig it up at the end of the season, first it's gonna, frost is going to come, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn brown, and you're going to think, oh, cut it off. There's instructions to do it. If you don't know, Google it <coughs> or YouTube it. And you'll find out if you pull that up out of the ground and you take it inside and you and care for it, you can actually split it up. If the eye is on a certain part of it, you can cut and put different eyes. It will multiply. And the next year, you're going to have more. Woohoo! I hear a wow right, right there. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You've got, to, you've got to do it just like it says. You've got to make sure you follow instructions. You don't want to forget it in the ground. You don't want to put it in too early. And there's things you can't water it right at the beginning. You have to water it later. There's all things you have to know. And I want you to have the best Easter flower you've ever received. And you're going to get it every year. All you got to pull it up, put it back in. Cut it if you want. You have four the next year. Cut it again, you'll have eight the next year. But anyway, this starts here. Isn't it great that Christ, when we're buried with him, all things become new? Isn't it awesome when we sprout flowers and there's all these different brands. You'll, you'll be coming back in with all these different things. you probably bring me flowers now because I gave you a flower. <laughs> hint, hint, I'll just pass it on to my wife and take credit. <laughs> but you have to do it right. You see, when you give your life to Christ, you just don't assume everything's going to be just like this. You've got to work at your salvation. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to find yourself in God's word. You've got to praise, honor him. You've got to come to worship. You've got to, you've got to be part of his kingdom. And you've got to be part of his family. And you've got to find yourself in there. Or you're just going to be left to die. If no one's going to take care of you, you're going to die. So I want this to be a remembrance of Christ and how good he is. And when those things sprout up, bring some pictures in. We'll put them up on the screen. And show everybody your flower. You can bring one in when it blooms. Because guess what? You cut them right, they become wider, they bloom more. Before you know it, you get got all these blooms. Just not one flower. You may get 10. You may get 12. How many flowers do you get off one of these? It just goes on and on and on. Man, isn't that good? So I've got one for each. And you may think, well, if you're going to come up and get one of these and you're going to take one of these, you're responsible now. This life right here is in your hands. And you can kill it just as easy. All you got to do is put it in there. It looks like a little potato. It does. It's kind of cute. Ugly, but cute. (laughs) Once buried, it comes life, and it's going to be something magnificent. As a matter of fact, you're going to see that it's going to turn into something gorgeous. Romans 6.4 says, We therefore were buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too (laughs) what may walk in newness of life i'm telling you it's there newness in life is just right there jesus is one step away from you he is right there and don't think he's in heaven he is here now he's waiting for you anybody gets in trouble it's in problems even i i go before the lord lord help me Help me today. Help me today. He is so good to do that. And I want to say this lastly. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship. (laughs) Isn't that good news? It has nothing to do with the skin on the outside. Even though I can become healed at times, God can take care of my outside. He's done it before, probably with you too. But it's not about this thing. It's all about what's inside. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand, so that we would what? Walk in them. So what are we really saying? When we're new, when we're new, we walk new in good works. And you thought you were just born. Sometimes, hey, I'm not creative. I can't do this. And you know, I'm not a little gifted at this kind of thing. You've got a special gift that God has given you. He's made you new, and all you have to do is bloom. Let him do it today. Let him bloom you today.